0: Hi friends, welcome to The Artist Blend.
1: Today we're talking about summer stock stories and the ups and downs that are entailed within.
0: So grab your mug and
1: let's get talking.
0: Uh, pardon me, friends, today, because my, if you cannot tell, my, my sinuses are completely filled with things that I wish weren't there.
1: Yes, you sound like a baritone today.
0: <laughs> I am. I am fully a baritone today. Yes, full baritone today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so today we're obviously within the title. We're talking about summer stock stories. But to briefly touch on the coffee that we have for the day, um, it is called Pin Cup Coffee. That's Pin Cup Coffee. I've had a lot of people mishear me when I say it. Um, It's not Pin Up (laughs) Coffee. Um, But Pin Cup Coffee is a local roaster company that's in uh, Nashville area. And it's two women that are in the healthcare healthcare field that um, are very passionate about health and wellness and um, preventative healthcare and wanting to make it accessible for everybody. And they were like, how do we do that? So they came up with this coffee company as a way of doing it. The other cool thing is they're both huge nerds when it comes to Lord of the Rings. And Pencup, I learned, is an actual town in the Shire. So if you look at a map of Lord of the Rings and within the Shire, there's a town called Pencup. So even on their packaging, it's a little hobbit door because they both say they're hobbits by nature and That's they love awesome. food and everything like that. <laughs> um, they started about three years ago, so probably around the time pandemic happened Um, they have their own little roaster they're in a uh, crossfit area so they're not even like an established area everything's in closets but they're super super passionate they're super super nice people Um, you can go to pincupcoffee.com and uh, they do delivery and the best part is if you're a super coffee person they have roast dates and like altitude they did oh, nice. it how they processed it what kind it is they're very very detailed with all of it that's awesome um, super super nice people we're going to be posting on our instagram about them soon as well as carver coffee which you heard us talk about many <laughs> a time uh, so look for that and we'll give you our thoughts on the blend that we're having which is samwise and that's the other thing is all the names are lord of the rings themed so i yeah. think that's really really cool
0: but, that's so cool yeah, yeah, this one, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I can't smell, so what is it? Seventy percent of of <laughs> taste is smell is that what they say? So I guess yes. se- if that's true, seventy percent of my tasting this coffee is invalid. So, uh, but but yeah. I'm enjoying what I can taste. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, so this is an episode we've we wanted to do for a while, and we've just been slowly collecting stories. And some of these stories are from personal friends of ours. Uh, some of them are from. Uh, people that we've worked with over the years. And then we've also found some in like message boards and some Reddit communities and some cool ones that we just wanted to pull in as well. Um, I'll start because I think I have one more than you. So it would it would sandwich nicely. Um, it'll balance out. It'll balance out. So this first one is from Annabelle. She says, hi, here's my crazy slash stupid slash awful slash hilarious summer stock story. I was working in a theater that was up in the mountains and very outdoorsy, which was beautiful, except that there were so many bugs. I would catch and release so many moths, cockroaches, spiders, etc. And one day I discovered a jumping spider on my windowsill. But I Googled them and found out that they're actually really beneficial for keeping away bugs. Hmm. So I let him stay and named him Rosie. Well, two weeks into Rosie's visit, I woke up to find a thousand tiny black dots along my walls and ceiling. Turns out Rosie was a mother who had oh, just no. had a thousand little babies. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had a performance, so I couldn't do anything about the baby spiders until later in the day. I got back from the, sh- from the show oh, no. to find them scattered everywhere. Luckily, I was able to vacuum them up and oh, no. take them outside. <laughs> and I sprayed some bug repellent everywhere, specifically on the windowsill. I never saw Rosie again. And that's Annabelle's story. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Well no, mass mass oh, <laughs> murder my, not vacuuming babies. them though. Oh my Spiders, gosh. <laughs> not, yeah. And and also I, I feel like um that's just so to,
0: to preface all of these stories, I guess it's a post preface but a postfist. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> um yes, SummerSock is is Crazy sometimes, and it's horrible sometimes, but it can also be a wonderful thing, a beautiful thing, an excellent working environment. It, it can also be the opposite of that. It's a spectrum. Yes. So we're doing these Everything. stories because we know it's a mixed bag, not because we think all summer stock is horrible. Um, I Correct. worked at a summer stock company that was, it was just brilliant and incredible, and I would do it over and over again if I could. Um, anyway, so there's a <laughs> little disclaimer. I might put that yeah. before this first story, but...
1: My first story also is bug involved. So it's like Summerstock, a Bugs Life <laughs> musical. <It looks> like. <laughs> um, so this Reddit user was talking about they did Summerstock dance last year. Um, they love and hated it, but for an entire week and a half, they had a rogue cricket hanging out in their fly space and they couldn't find it or remove it. But it usually stayed quiet during performances, except for once in a while it would peep during a show. And oh for gosh. those of you who don't know me, I can do a cricket impression. So all I can picture is just being like, yes, and the stocks and bonds. Where, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they go on. Of course, whenever we were focusing or cha- changing over uh, sets and things like it would be chirping all, all the while. It got annoying, but we had some good times waving a bug zapper on a stick, chasing it around <laughs> on a scab, trying to find it. I just picture the old Scooby-Doo-style oh cartoon where they're going one way and the are yeah, going doors. into another door. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I like it. Plus a bug zapper that's on funny. a stick. First of all, that's safe. <laughs> that's another thing oh, about God. Summerstock. It may be safe. It may not be. Just get ready. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I won't say the the company I worked for, um, but it was it, it was incredible. Like I said, I loved it. However, one interesting thing was that the housing that they had us in were really old houses that were donated by people in the community, and mm-hmm. so they, they would bring them in on giant trucks, I suppose, and put them on cinder blocks. And our kitchen was completely lopsided, so we had a we had a foosball table, but you couldn't play foosball because it just went to the other side of the table and stayed there. It wasn't level.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we would be in the kitchen like trying to like if we were ever trying to play a game or roll a ball, like it was you could feel the fact that it was on a tilt. It was so funny. Yeah. But it was only that like one section of the kitchen <laughs> and the living room with the football table. Anyway. I could
1: just imagine like serve. Point. Okay.
0: Uh, serve. Yep. Point.
1: This is going well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch sides. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this one is is <laughs> this one's relatively short. Uh, it's more a bunch of statements than mm. a story. But uh, this is from Annika. She said, listen, I don't know if this is interesting enough for your podcast. It, yes, it is. I'm sure it is. Yes. But when I did SummerStock for the first time, eight of us lived in a two bedroom ski lodge with one bathroom. No. Which is really nothing more than a ridiculous sentence. We did Tarzan eight times a week. We were paying them, mind you, to run around as monkeys eight Mm. times a week. In the morning, there would be eight of us in one kitchen making breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We called it Chaos Kitchen. I I like it. And that's the end. Chaos Chaos Kitchen
1: is very appropriate.
0: One bathroom for eight people? my gosh. Could you imagine the schedule? It's like, okay, from
1: 810 to 820, you have the bathroom. No more.
0: (laughs) Get it all out. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. And then there's some, you hear of some Summer Stocks with, like, people have private bathrooms. And, like, that's another Like, I I had, I shared it with, like, three people. And then there was a Downstairs one that we would share with two people. So it was, like, a, it was much better. It was was much better than It's a Spectrum! okay it really is. Uh, Chaos Kitchen! Chaos Kitchen.
1: We have Cricket, Chaos Kitchen.
0: Eight people making three, there's 24 meals being made in in a span of a morning. Yeah,
1: like, (laughs) probably two hours before, like, depending on when you wake up. Oh my gosh. And if you wake up early trying to think, Crazy. oh, I'll get the kitchen before everybody. No, you've got to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my next story is, again, relatively short. Um, but it involves a winged creature. So this Reddit user was talking about we had slash have a bat. It used to chill and fly around during dimmer check. But one day it was angry. You could feel it in the air. Flying around with pure venom pre-show. <laughs> hiding just before the house opened. It flies above the audience for a while. No one noticed, thank God. Oh my gosh. Then it starts dive-bombing the <laughs> provocative stage. <laughs> uh, not once or twice, oh about 12 gosh. times for about 12-minute period. Finally, it disappears, we thought for good. Turns out it found a secret passage into the booth. So I'm sitting at the light board when my sound text shouts, holy, and dives under the desk. My stage manager becomes catatonic, refusing to look away from the stage and occasionally whining yeah, whining in his weird high-pitched moan. Called the final 20 minutes of the show with the bat flying over our head. The soundboard op refused to come out from under his desk. In oh between gosh. cues, I got up and opened the door. And sometime during curtain call, the bat slipped out of the door. The best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny. A bat wait, so so was it an outdoor? No, it mm-hmm. wasn't outdoor. It just, it just found, found a way, a way inside it. Somehow. Oh my god. The gosh. ultimate bat box. That's hilarious. <laughs> we've had crickets, we've had spiders, we've had we've mm-hmm. had bats. Crickets, spiders, bats. That's hilarious. And oh, my. tiny bathrooms.
1: Chaos kitchens. <laughs>
0: <And> tiny bathrooms. <laughs> okay, this next one is from Jack. Mm. Uh he says, The time I prepared to witness a historic, fully wooden summer theater burn down to the ground. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. What a way to start. Strap in,
1: kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In a summer stock theater in the Midwest, we were in the middle of the prom scene during a performance of Grease. And all of a sudden, we hear a faint voice from backstage saying a phrase we couldn't quite make out, but repeating over and over, slowly getting louder. Finally, we hear the phrase spoken by the stage manager on the God mic. This was the phrase we were told would be used during a FIRE, Mm. in all caps, Mm. Jack says. So the full cast leaves the stage and heads towards the backstage hallway. I'm panicking, wondering why nobody is getting outside. Turns out the SM used the wrong code phrase, and it was only a technical issue. The radio system wasn't working, so nobody could hear the cues being called by the SM. Once that issue was resolved, the cast came back on stage, and Johnny Casino ad-libbed us back into the scene where we stopped and finished the show without another hitch. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's
1: oh, that's gosh. not fun. No, that's not fun at all. Um, that that yeah. uh, reminds me, I was having a discussion with someone recently about how in this day and age, especially with understudies and swings of post-pandemic and preparing for that, we don't... At least in my experience, we don't practice holds, or like if something goes mm. wrong, we it's not practiced. Yeah. So if until the moment it happens, you're not you're not prepared for uh-huh. it. So I'm wondering if that should become like at least tried in tech. Maybe be like, okay, we're gonna te- today yeah. we're gonna test a hold. We're not gonna tell you when, and just so we're mm. prepared and we know how to do it necessarily.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. The company I worked with, they they had some. Like security things in place, they, they it was also like a, a wooden mainly wooden structure, and they had a lots mm-hmm. of security stuff. They had we had like a whole security talk, and we went through it was like oh, really? thirty minutes of just like this is what happens if this happens, this is where you go if this happens. They had a an entire tornado cellar because mm-hmm. it was also in the Midwest, um, and it's planes everywhere. Yeah. Um, Prime Wizard of Oz territory. Yep. Yep. And so they had like a storm cellar. They had all mm, the things, yes. and so. Uh, but I hadn't thought of that, of, like, using yep. holds as a... Like, it's like a fire drill, but for theater. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. And this thing is, like, necessary, but only in the moment, but you yeah. need to know. The same thing, like, if you get on a cruise ship, they make you go through yeah. the drill to know what happens if you have to do it. Yes, they do it at the beginning, and they're not ever expecting to do it, but it, mm-hmm. you need to know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, side side discussion over. <laughs> the next story i have is more of a tale of like is this right has anyone else dealt with this when it comes to summer stock so this comes back to a point we've made in the past where it's like if something bad's happening say something or like poke around and be like is it, this doesn't yeah. feel right um so this uh, user was saying hey everyone so this summer i'm working at my first summer stock and something I seem to be coming across quite frequently at this playhouse is the expression, well, that's summer stock. That's just how it is. And I just wanted some feedback. We had one major change- changeover so far, and it was a uh, bad show I'm, for the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been in theater for years, been to two colleges for it, and worked on countless productions, and I have never experienced the sheer workload that I experienced during changeover. We have a small tech crew of eight that's encompassing lights, sound, set, paint, props, and costumes. We pulled long hours, three overnights, and a final 37-hour long shift. That's 37 hours straight with no sleep.
0: Oh, my lord. In
1: order to get the show open. When we complained about the hours, we were told, quote, that's Summerstock, end quote. And as I've never done Summerstock before, I have nothing to compare this to. Hmm. I'm trying to be as vague as possible with my details. Apologies for any confusion. But surely this can't be normal. Please, oh. like, please, someone tell me this isn't what summer stock is like. In six days, I worked 110 hours. That's 110 out of 144 hours that I was awake and working.
0: Oh my gosh. I
1: I can't imagine that. Like, that's even that's just as, so unsafe. Yeah.
0: That's like, how people fall off ladders because they snooze. Yeah. You know, like that's that's asking for dangerous things to exactly. occur.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and like not a good first experience no cause that's so SummerSock... sad
0: that they're asking like is this how it is and right i mean like honestly back in the day like yeah that that it's summer has come a long way and i'm glad that that um safe working conditions are mm-hmm. are being um more promoted
1: and, and this post was like five years ago as well so mm. Yeah, it could have been a completely different different experience and whatnot. Yeah, but the interesting thing is this person saying they've been to two colleges for theater, yeah. and this being the worst experience. It's like, Goodness. has no one talked to you about it? Wow, like, I I get it,
0: but still, yeah, that's that's so, a lot. It is. Oh my gosh, that that also kind of goes back to like our our discussion with we talked about it a little bit with the Wizard of Oz episode, but just like working conditions and that, um to make good art you have to be in good working Mm conditions yeah safe working conditions is quite important for not only to make good art but also (laughs) you know to not die or fall and get hurt and whatever yeah Yeah. when you're rigging lights you probably should have slept in the last 37 hours
1: yes please
0: oh my gosh i
1: think you have one more story if i'm not miscounting
0: uh i actually have two more okay great um so this one uh, is from <laughs> this one is from a friend uh, named Beth Ann mm. and Beth Ann says, I was working at a rep theater and we were doing The Little Mermaid and Mamma Mia that summer. The guy playing Prince Eric had worked there before with his girlfriend that was on contract for the first part of the summer somewhere else, but was coming in to play Sophie and Mamma Mia for the second half. Mm. Cue our Ariel and an inevitable showman's." The two got closer as the show went on, and one day, all of us staying in the house overheard a very uncomfortable phone call between our Prince Eric and his then-girlfriend, our Sophie. Uh A few days later, we found out that she was not coming anymore, and our Ariel got kept on to play Sophie as well. The next year, the same theater debuted in The Beast. The two of them were Belle and the Beast, naturally. And the season Hmm. after that, Cinderella. They were Cinderella and Prince Charming. The two of them are now married, which is super wild because he was spotted a few times after they got together on dating apps. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, that's so much. Yes. So he so Prince Eric was was cheating on his girlfriend with Ariel. And then the girl just didn't, oh, my gosh. She just said, never mind, I'm not coming, which, like, kudos to her. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't want to work in that no, neither situation that. either. But still, like, um, do you know Prince oh Eric? Oh, my gosh. You're,
1: you're playing and not being, like, Good you're not, you're Lord. not, oh, whatever.
0: Come on, Eric. That's just because we know
1: Prince Eric from other Kiss trainings. the girl on the clock, yes, not off. not off.
0: <laughs> Goodness.
1: Listen to your cue, That's not awful. the music. <laughs>
0: Goodness. But then, oh my God, that's just off But then the dating apps to then mm-hmm. show up on dating apps after you've cheated on your girlfriend? No. no. And then to continue? Oh, no. that's awful. Nope. Holy wow. Oh, goodness. Prince
1: Eric's, you give them an inch, they swim all over you. <laughs> <laughs> they swim all over you. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. That's funny. Okay, this is my last one. Here we go. This one's relatively long. Um,. I worked at a tiny little place in the Midwest that's been around since the late 50s. The main stage itself was actually an old airplane hangar that had been converted into a theater. Anyway, there were lots of little traditions at this place that we were told about and participated in throughout the season. Mm. One was hiding a giant pig from the costume shop. So there was this life-size concrete pig that lived outside the costume shop. (laughs) And there was a period of time during which anyone on site could come and take the pig and hide it somewhere within grounds mind you these grounds were pretty large and this pig weighed a ton Mm. put in all caps yes we had the theater itself with a rehearsal hall in the back a large parking area a flower garden area a row of trailers for production and creative staff housing a row of old one and two-story houses and some tiny homes for cast housing volleyball court commons area practice rooms rehearsal hall children's theater building storage area Old house with laundry machines that would sometimes serve as a small rehearsal <laughs> hall, the scene shop <laughs> barn, the prop house barn, costume shop, and a memorial area, and an old concrete slab in the middle of this huge field we used for events. Oh so, gosh. there were lots of places to hide a concrete pig. Mm. Another tradition was the 4th of July parade. No, now I know when people say parade, you think like a bunch of floats going down a street. Yep. But no, not ours. <laughs> the company managers got out these huge bins of red, white and blue costume pieces, like wigs, jumpsuits and blazers, and we paraded around the grounds and eventually stumbled upon an old wooden sign that said Boston, a kiddie pool filled with water and a huge box of Lipton tea bags. We then proceeded to each grab a tea bag and throw it in the pool to symbolize the Boston Tea Party. Then we sang the national anthem and walked back to the costume bins and returned our costumes. <laughs> no. We also had pig roast, which involved barbecue, a scavenger hunt across the grounds, lip sync battles, and other crazy stuff. There was also a miniature theme park nearby with roller coasters and all. And there's lots of other crazy things that would happen at the Summerstock Company, but I think I'll end my story there. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Concrete. Oh, that's praise. so funny. <laughs> The Concrete Pig and the Parade. That's crazy. The Lipton <laughs> Tea. <laughs> Just like walking up unexpectedly to a kiddie pool filled with water. And it says Boston. <laughs> That's the most random thing. That sounds like something that would happen on the office. Like yep. like Michael gets everybody in, in the office to come yep. down to the parking yep. lot. Yep. And he's
1: like, we're having the best 4th of July ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's going to be the best. You're going to love the it. Wa- they're in the warehouse. You're going to love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's, that's the stories that we have that's for summer today. stock. <laughs> that's summer stock.
1: I will say I was reading through some of the comments of the horrible example that I read, and a lot of people were saying that's a bad summer stock. Like, I've worked yeah. at summer stocks before where the worst that we had was like 14 hours, but there was plenty of mm-hmm. people to work. It wasn't like three people working that long. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So there is there is a positive and a negative side of like, yeah, that's summer stock because you do work long hours. <laughs> that's part of the contract but not thir- not 36 yeah. not not that much
0: Mm-mm. yeah no no <laughs> and and another thing is like the <laughs> the word summer stock is is sort of used synonymously uh with horrible working conditions and unpaid internships yep. which can be true but is not necessarily true um uh i've in in some workshops that i've done with like high school students um sometimes people will ask about summer stock, like, okay, do I really have to do this? People say like, this is your rite of passage to getting connections and like all this stuff. And, and like, um, you don't have to do summer. Like you haven't done summer stock and that certainly has not affected or stunted your career by any means. Um, and I have done summer stock and yes, that has helped me, but like there are other things that I could have done with that summer that would also have helped me. So it's not a necessity. Mm -mm. Um, it's just kind of depending on what you want. And, um, I'd love to like talk a little bit about my summer stock experience. Yes, please. um, To, because people have asked me about it in the past and like, um, what what was it like? What should it be like? What should it not be like? All of those things are probably things that should not be like. Yes. Um. (laughs) So when you're looking into summer not not summer stock. (laughs) Yes. Yes. yes, Summer. are not. Um. Also, there's there's a Facebook group called Summerstock the Musical yep. that is great to kind of find out what companies are uh, good to work with, which you're not. So if you're looking, if you're going to audition conferences, mm-hmm. go to Summerstock the Musical on mm-hmm. Facebook, um, and just say like, or put in the search bar a certain theater name, yep. Yep. and chances are someone's posted about them or like asked about them, and um, it's a great place to network. But um, I'll just sort of walk through like what my experience was like. Um, so first thing I'll look at, I'll look at was the offer itself. Um, I had two potential offers and I was sort of weighing them both yep. and like, which one should I go with? Which one should I pursue? And so the first thing I looked at was kind of the money and like how yep. that, what that looked like. Um, some are unpaid. I told myself I would not do anything that was, that was unpaid. I'm doing this professionally. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a degree for it. I've done professional work already. I'm not yes. going to, um, backtrack in that Mm -mm. sense or at least that was my sort of thing and there are certain there are certainly unpaid opportunities that can be helpful to you but i was at a point where i was like you know what i don't that's not what i need right now i also need to make money yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) so uh so the deal was it was uh 400 a week Mm. which is not a lot no but and but they gave me housing and they gave me three meals a day six days a week nice so already i didn't have to worry about food except for on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have to worry about housing or rent. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to pay gas bills, water bills, whatever. No bills, no nothing. Just yeah. 400 a week. And then all my meals and housing were taken care of, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as hours go, <laughs> thankfully, I was never working 37 hours yes. uh, a shift. Um, we had rehearsals from 10 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, either, I can't remember whether it was five or six days a week. Um, we had to usher once or twice a week if we weren't in the show that was performing at night. So, like, you were either sometimes you were doing ten to five rehearsals and then doing a show at seven thirty. Um, I never had to do that because my contract, the shows that I was in, never didn't overlapped up, that way. Yeah. Um, so I would do rehearsals from ten to five, and then and we'd have like an hour for or sometimes an hour and a half. No, it was an hour and a half for lunch. So um,
1: it was good. I guess six and like, a half hours a day. Yeah, hour and a half for lunch. Rehearsals. That's really nice.
0: Or less than that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was five and a half. Mm. Yeah, something like that. It was great. Um, and then ushering once, and you could see the show, um, great. if you wanted. I, I saw, I think seven out of our eight performances of Clue. Nice, or six out of seven <laughs> or something, because it was incredible. Good show, anyways. But um, still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you had to do like dining hall yep. cleaning duty once a week. You had a team of like five or six people. Um, it was a big dining hall. It was in like a commons area and um it was fine. It was once, yep. I think it was like once, maybe twice a week yep. or something. Um, yeah. And then, then you had to do changeover, which if, if you don't know, and that was something that was mentioned earlier in one of the stories, changeover is, um, when you, <laughs> when you change the theater over from one show to another. Mm-hmm. So for us, our schedule was you would, perf- uh, show would perform from Tuesday to Saturday. Changeover would be Saturday night, tech Sunday, final dress. No tech Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. And then open Tuesday. Cool. So every single week we had a show opening every Tuesday and you'd change over every, I think Saturday night is what it was. Um, And changeover would start as soon as the the previous show was over and then it would go until like usually like midnight, maybe one or two. Our big, big show, we were out there until two. It was rough. Um, But that was an all company thing uh, for changeover. Um, So I, I think looking at the span of summer stock opportunities and what is out there. Um, I sort of, uh, I had a really great experience and, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, I, I didn't love doing changeover and I didn't love doing that manual labor for yep. six hours and I didn't love doing dining hall duty, but like Correct. you had to do, it's like yeah, chores, you part know? Of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, three meals a day, six days a week, housing and $400 a week. Yeah. Not bad for summer stock. Um, now where was it again? This was, it was in the Midwest. um, Okay. But uh, how
1: did you get out there? Did you have to provide your own transportation out there? Yes,
0: that, that's a good thing okay. to mention. I did have to provide my own travel. I I drove. Some people flew. Um, yeah. If you flew to the nearest airport, they offered to have um, one of their board, one of their board. They had a group of board members that offered to drive because it was mm-hmm. like an hour and a half from the airport to the theater. Yeah. So, so they were like, if you lift. fly in, <laughs> we'll be happy to drive you to the theater, which was nice. But I wanted to yeah. drive. I like. Driving and and I love I stayed yeah, in like this tiny little town Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, um, overnight and it was amazing and beautiful and then drove the rest of the way the next yeah. day but, um, yeah they did not cover, uh, transportation because some people were coming from, like, the other ends of the country and some people were coming from just mm-hmm. a few hours away so, um, yeah. Nice. yeah and but it's
1: something to take into consideration when you're looking at summer yeah. stock it's like do they provide transportation yeah. do you have to do your own but also. Work experience aside, if you hadn't driven and flown, you wouldn't have stayed at that Airbnb and you wouldn't have yeah. had that yeah. tiny little cool life experience, yeah. too. So.
0: And another thing to look at when you're considering is, like, the um, the length of the contract. Like, if they're not going to pay for transportation, mm-hmm. but it's a two-week contract, maybe don't. Um, <laughs> but mine mine was, like, yep. a 10-week. <laughs> I think it was, like, 9 or 10 yep. weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I was like, "Yeah, I'm and fine." If you needed to, to go to the ride.
1: store or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like you
0: yeah, we had like a Walmart down the street that we would go to, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of people had to hitch rides. And I was like, "I want my own car to be yeah. able to do whatever I want." Um, yeah. But anyway, I learned uh, I learned well, so much. I loved my Summersack experience. Met some really cool people. And also, one of the, my favorite parts was I got to explore my own process and like play with the things yeah. I was because it was in between my junior my junior and yeah my junior and senior year of college. It was in between they, yeah. when I did it <clears throat> and I got to sort of try out things and there were little to no consequences. Like I was in a bubble yeah. in the Midwest and, with cornfields all around us. And like um, yep. the town itself was great and it was a big vacation town. So people came in and we had sold out shows all the time. And it was a big, relatively large theater nice. and it was great. Um, yeah. But it was a bubble. And so I could try things and like do stupid stuff that, that didn't really have consequences in my hometown Because you're never going to see those arena. people particularly again yeah so unless like, i great. like work with them Must again which i'd love to but like um yeah as far as the the processes the processes themselves I, there was just so much freedom to just mm. try things um and part of that yeah. was the direction itself was was lovely but yeah,
1: yeah. i love that so that's Summerstock in a very 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 small nutshell yeah um we're we're for it, but not the bad summer
0: stock. Yeah. Advocate for yourself. Let's ask the questions. <laughs> ask the details. Mm-hmm. What What is my yeah. hourly commitment looking like? And if they're week? not willing
1: <laughs> to answer those details, maybe a red flag? Yeah. Kind of sus.
0: Yeah. Just be careful <laughs> when you're looking at those those places and, yeah. and weigh your options and don't feel like you need to prove something or, or do something because it's a rite of passage. It's not a rite of passage to do yeah. summer stock. It's if you not. think you'd benefit from it, do it. If not, don't worry about it. You'll find other ways to no. to develop yourself. So. Exactly.
1: All right, let's talk about the coffee since we're yeah going summer stock.
0: Oh, I loved yeah. it. So, what are your thoughts? Like I said, I couldn't I, I couldn't it's... smell much at all, but um, I did get no. the vanilla, and there was there was a point halfway through where I sneezed and blew my nose, and then all of a sudden I got a lot of vanilla, and I was like, wow, that that's great. Um, <laughs> that's so, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, the notes I think said vanilla and milk chocolate, which um, mm. I could gather a little bit of both of those. Um, I don't have much else to offer. I like that they offer. were subtle notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that they were subtle notes. They're not uh, pow in your face, but it's mm. enjoyable. I've learned recently that there is an essence when you're after you swallow coffee, it like you can notice more notes in the back of your on the back of your tongue. Hmm. And I know that sounds really really strange, but for me, I don't taste a lot of the chocolate until after the coffee has left my mouth. Yeah, so. It's just very, very subtle, and I like it. Um, again, wonderful people, wonderful, uh, truly wonderful things that they're wanting to do. I was reading on their website a little bit more here, and they hope to start something called Poor backs. and if they can fund people's membership to a CrossFit that they have, they're wanting to do that to promote people to be able to take better charge of their fitness journey whatever that may entail. Yeah. Um but I, I kind of love that and I love the name Portback. Like why not? Yeah. So. That's really cool. <laughs> but super cool company. You can go order all of their blends. They have I think several, at least more than 7. Um which is really cool to think about. Yeah. Um but check them out. Uh they're on social of Pin Cup Coffee. And like I said, they're local roasters in Nashville, just just starting out and getting started. So woo, yeah. Um, but yeah, I li- I really liked it. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, yeah. Um, we love talking about this stuff. If you heard something that was similar to a story of yours, send it in. We may do another episode on summer stock stories or just sort of stories in general. Yeah. Um, from theater because this is also how we learn. Like. Easton talking about knowing what to look for or like asking the questions some people may not know what to ask yeah. until they hear a story and be like, oh, I never want that to happen so I just need to ask about it so yeah yeah and it's also a good even way if to know before.
0: about summer stock or about theater like if you have some story about when you worked on a film set or whatever like anything yeah let us know
1: send it send we stories. loved it We love stories we're storytellers yeah we're storytellers <laughs> so we'll have storytelling storytelling yeah, storytelling episodes. Storytelling, yeah. <laughs> stories on stories on stories on stories. Notes on notes on Stories on stories on stories. Notes on notes. Wait, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, funny. But yeah, so as always, guys, we love you all. Thank you for listening, and be good beans and drink good beans, and we'll see you later. See so, you
0: later. Bye. Artists' Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.